Thanks very much for staying with us. Time now for Across Africa, a weekly look at stories from across the continent. I'm Georgia Calvin-Smith, and this week, Niger's private sector steps up to fertilize failing plans for the Great Green Wall. The ambitious multi-billion dollar project was meant to see millions of trees planted across the Sahel in a bid to battle climate change, but that stalled in the face of funding holdups. Also, locals from Ethiopia's Lalibela play their part in restoring some of the iconic rock-hewn churches in the highlands. After having been occupied briefly during the country's war, the small city is now back on track with a conservation push. And all aboard Bamako's boat bus, children from riverside communities take to the waters to head out to a specially built island school to make sure that there's a place for everyone to learn. But first, the Great Green Wall project aims to battle climate change by holding back the expansion of the Sahara Desert with the planting of a wall of trees from Djibouti to Senegal. The project was launched in 2007 and backed by a whopping $17 billion in 2021. But many Sahel countries have since struggled to access the promised funding. Niger has turned to the private sector to get things moving. Our correspondent reports. The Great Green Wall has been in the works for over 15 years, but it still struggles to take off. Yet the urgency to turn the Sahel into a greener landscape has never been more critical. Everyone should be involved in the Great Green Wall initiative. But most importantly, we truly need the help of the private sector for this project. As public funds from the international community are slow to come through, Niger's private sector has wasted no time diving in. The Great Green Wall not only safeguards the environment, it also tackles rural unemployment. But the companies involved want to see a return on their investment and they want it fast. What's planted needs to be sold as soon as possible. Producing cassava flour is a tool in the fight against poverty famine and many other challenges plaguing the local community. As a farmer, do you find this type of operation profitable? It's highly profitable, very profitable. Locals are crossing their fingers, hoping that private companies won't back out if some of these ventures fail to make profits. International public funders, who've promised $17 billion to Sahelian countries since 2021 for the Great Green Wall, are frequently criticised. The payment conditions for these funds are said to be too strict. We currently have nine national projects valued at $1.1 billion, with 14 to 15 percent of funds already dispersed. For now, the French development agency reports 20 million hectares of land restored in the Sahel on a substantial $3 billion budget. However, progress remains slow towards the goal of restoring 100 million hectares by 2030. Now, in Sudan, over two months of fighting between warring generals has cost at least 3,000 lives and displaced millions. Many young cancer sufferers faced with damaged infrastructure in Khartoum can't be treated because most hospitals have been destroyed. A lucky few, though, have been evacuated for operations outside of the capital. Our correspondent sent us this report. These children in the medical centre of Wadmadani are playing as they enjoy a rare moment of calm. They have cancer 
and fled Khartoum and the war, the capital's oncology hospital had to shut down. As the war got worse, medicine was not available anymore. There were no more doctors. We were lucky to be transferred here to Madani, and thank God there are doctors here, and we are safe. Like Abdulazim's son, between 1,500 and 2,000 children were being treated every month in the capital. About 350 of them arrived here to follow their treatment. Although the city is spared by the fighting, the hospital is facing major shortages. After the children arrived at the hospital, they took some rest and we tried to resume their treatment. We gave them what was available. We don't have access to all the medicine. 80% of the products needed are not available. We're unable to treat most of them. The only things we can do is to tell them to be patient and wait. Before the war, children from wealthy families were going to Egypt or Europe to seek treatment. Shortages were already common in Sudan. An NGO has managed to stockpile some medicine to treat some types of cancer, but the stock lasts for about six months only. The problem is that when a treatment is given to a child and it's gone, patients can wait a long time before they can carry on with the treatment. It's a setback from all progress made beforehand. The children's health is getting worse. The number of new cancer cases in Sudan has been growing over the past years. Thousands of children could die because of the lack of medicine due to the war. In DR Congo, women in politics are often at the receiving end of threats, intimidation and physical assault. A network of women lawmakers in Kinshasa sounding the alarm and calling on authorities to enforce existing rules and to investigate cases of assault. Our correspondents have more. Still traumatized, Solange Mafuta hardly ever leaves home. She's a campaigner for an opposition party in DR Congo and was beaten up during a demonstration on May 20th. These are all reports, x-rays, ultrasounds, because doctors worried I'd have internal bleeding. Thankfully, her injuries weren't life-threatening, but she's still struggling with the psychological scars of her ordeal. She was stripped and violently assaulted. She says that her young attackers targeted her because of her politics. I still have nightmares when I go to bed. Something sacred has been taken away from me. Even when I'm fully dressed, I still feel naked. Attacks on female political figures in Kinshasa are on the rise. There have been cases of online harassment, verbal abuse, threats and physical assault. Bonjour, bonjour. This lawyer is trying to document the full spectrum of violence directed towards women involved in the country's politics. How is it that you can be a member of a political party, be assaulted, and your party can't even make a statement to denounce it? Women tell us they want to be in politics, but the parties don't protect them. Some also want to hold political parties more accountable for misogynistic violence carried out in their name. Despite laws promoting gender equality, Congolese politics are still male-dominated. This lawmaker fears harassment will discourage women from joining political parties. It's often senior members of political parties who act in this way. If there were ethics and disciplinary committees within the parties that could impose punishments, I think this would be an effective way to reduce such behaviour, which is rooted in our society.
This idea is a radical one for the Democratic Republic of Congo, where there are still no official figures on the number of women abused because of their politics. Lalibel is known as the Jerusalem of Ethiopia, the small city's home to a world heritage treasure, 11 rock-hewn churches from the 13th century. France is helping preserve it with a joint conservation project that had to be stopped during Ethiopia's two-year war, which saw the site temporarily occupied by soldiers. Work has, though, recently restarted. After a two-year war, activities have finally resumed to save Lalibela's fragile rock-hewn churches and prevent them from collapsing. There was an empty space here, so we filled it. After cleaning it, we rebuilt it with stones. We had to cover it with mortar and smooth it out. We always tried to obtain the best result. As you can see, there were many cracks and we fixed them. Ambachu took part in the construction of fortifying structures and three stone bridges to restore the site. The project, which is financed by France, has trained 32 artisans to new techniques. This is stone cutting. Everything is geometrical. It's the first time he's doing this. We started from a drawing. This is the sketch of one of the church's windows. So he did the entire process. This provided much-needed jobs for hundreds of residents as the city is still recovering from the war. The work is good. I hope this will continue because many people don't have jobs here. I hope they will also have the chance to work with us. They're also learning how to preserve their heritage. We give a training for uh, more than 113 people and the manuscripts, how to maintain the manuscript, how to digitalize the manuscript, how to restore manuscript, and how to preserve and transfer for uh, the next generation. All manuscripts will be archived in a new digital resource center. In the long run, residents will be able to care for their own heritage. Over two million children in Mali are out of school, unable to count on a stable education because of insecurity, poverty and a lack of quality places to learn close to their homes. But options for riverside communities in Bamako are looking up since the building of an island school. Carolyn Lambele has more. It's not your average school bus. Each morning, it picks up around 200 children to take them to school on an island in the Malian capital, Bamako. All the children are from nearby riverbank neighborhoods and islands, and before, many of them were out of school. What I learn here has served me well. Not attending school is a danger for society, but when you get the chance to study, you can take care of your parents. The school was built in 2017, and thanks to the riverboat school bus, it makes it easier for parents to send their children to school. In June last year, it was granted public school status, but it's still understaffed and under-equipped. I'm in charge of two classes. We don't have enough teachers. We also don't have enough desks, because sometimes we organize activities so that children can do workshops and each have a workspace of their own. According to UNICEF, over two million children in Mali are out of school. This is because of insecurity, household poverty, child labor, child marriage, and a lack of quality schools close to children's homes. 
Well, that's it for Across Africa for now. Thanks for joining us. Do so again if you can. Till then, take care.